Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're starting a new series today. I don't know if you knew this, if you keep track, if you keep up. Um, and uh, part of part of the reflection, I'll just I'll share this too. This is I'm getting into the message. Trust me. Um, is uh, some of the some of the words we like to use. If you didn't know this, so our Sunday morning is not called a Sunday morning service, and I won't you know punch you in the gut if you say service, but we call it an experience, right? Because we're not we don't create a service to serve you. We create an experience for all of us to be a part of, right? And on Sunday mornings, I don't call it a sermon. I call it a message because I'm not really preaching at you. I don't know what I'm doing either. I'm in the same boat with y'all. And so with this message series, it's simply called rest. And I got to tell y'all, this is going to be a good one for me because I am not good at rest. Can anyone be honest with me real quick and put your hand up if you are not good at resting, if you are not good at resting? Okay. I appreciate your honesty. That's a little bit more than half of the room. Not good. I am not good at it at all. There's sometimes, sometimes I can rest. But I don't know if it's my upbringing or, or, or it's just part of who I am. Does anybody else feel if you've, if you've actually rested and you feel like rested, like real rest, you feel guilty for feeling rested? Is anybody else like that? Oh, I really wasted a lot of time resting. I shouldn't have taken a nap. I don't know why, but I grew up thinking that naps were so incredibly evil. What a waste of time. Anybody else grow up like that? What a waste of time. Wake up. Do something. While you were napping, you could have been doing something. And that's how a lot of my brain is all the time. That's why I, I, like I'm, I'm, I don't have great examples of me resting because I'm not good at it. I'm not good at, I, I can take a break. I can take a break and go scroll on TikTok for two hours straight. Easy peasy. I can take a break and go do something, you know, whatever I want. And the whole time I'm doing that, I'm thinking I should be doing this. Or I could have been doing that. Or if I would be doing this, then I wouldn't have had time for that. And then some people ask me, like, are you getting some rest? I'm like, you betcha. I am rested up. How are you sleeping? Great. I'm sleeping great. (laughs) So what I want to do today, as we dig into this idea of rest, and remember, as we're talking about rest, I want us to be thinking about this in the context of our faith, yes, but throughout our life, in different areas of our life. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some practical things that you can do to rest your mind, to rest your body, that can find its way to getting rest for your soul. That's what I really want for us. I want us to be able to discover the levels of rest that we need. And maybe we don't know that we need. And maybe, you know, some of you didn't raise your hand. Maybe some of you are good at Resting, you're good at taking time for yourself. Please teach us. I used to know this guy that he would get burned out at work. You know, he's like, oh, man, I need a vacation. I got to get out of here, man. A long vacation is what I need. So he would take a two-week-long vacation. 
And after two weeks, he'd get back, and he was the exact same amount of exhausted that he was when he left. I, I know it's a cliche, but have you ever thought after a vacation, like, wow, I really need a vacation now that I'm back from vacation? Because that was exhausting. Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we call it a vacation? <laughs> What's wrong with us? So as we dig into it, here's what I want to do, is I want to define rest. Because before we can go looking for it, before we can experience it, before we can dig into it, we got to define what it is. How do we know we have found rest, even if we're lucky enough to find it, if we don't define what it is? So like any good, not well, I'm not trained, like, like any good pastor, I dove deep into Google to find out what the Bible says about rest. <laughs> I'm as busy as you are, okay? And the Bible, when it talks about rest, rest is defined as peace. So I think maybe for the rest of today and maybe for the, re- the next couple of weeks, maybe we can use rest and peace interchangeably. Because maybe you can feel, maybe you can, you can sit down for a while on the couch and you feel like, yeah, I'm resting. But maybe ask yourself, are you at peace though? Because sometimes I can sit down and not be doing anything, but I'm not at peace. You know, I could take a break from work and go to TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or just, you know, do whatever on my phone. And am I resting from work? I'm taking a break from work, yeah, but am I at peace? That's a different question. Maybe you're getting to bed on time and you're waking up when you want, but are you getting good rest in, the, in, 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 the, in between, between those two times? Are you at peace when you're at home? Are you at peace in your relationships? Are you at peace at work? Only you can answer those questions. Only, and, and it's tough, too, because it means you got to be honest with yourself. One of the hardest things about growing in general, growing in anything, growing in relationships, growing in faith, growing in life, one of the hardest things is being honest with yourself. I, does anybody miss just being ignorant, just being ignorant? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, just, what do I care? You know, nothing, you know, nothing matters. Everything's taken care of for me, you know what I mean? Mom and dad worry about that. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm dad? I got to worry about all that? <laughs> How do we find peace? If rest is peace... I I, I guarantee you, uh, when I talk about rest, I guarantee when I talk about peace, that there is some part of your life that you can think of where you can say, I really need some peace in this area. I'm not saying you're living in constant turmoil, but I'm just saying we're human beings and we live life, and sometimes life is not so gravy. And so how can we find that peace. There's a verse I want to read for us. It's in the book of Matthew. Too much Matthew today, right? 
We had Matthew up here twice. Now I'm reading out of Matthew. Jeez, give it a rest. <laughs> I want to read out of the book of Matthew. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, it's no worries. Matthew is one of the uh, one of the four Gospels, okay? One of the four accounts of some of the things that Jesus did, some of the things that Jesus said, kind of the miracles that he was a part of, the teachings that he had. And in this particular verse that I'm going to read, Jesus is kind of talking to some of his disciples, some of the people following him. It's always very interesting to me uh, when we when we read some of these things, like these seem to be private conversations. Sometimes when we read something, it's you know it's like, well, Jesus was just announcing he was preaching this to everyone, you know, in the crowd. Everyone who had fish and bread, he was just yelling at them, or I don't know if he was yelling. Uh, he, uh, he was probably yelling, right, so they could hear him. He was yelling at the top of his lungs about this and that and, you know, adultery and sin and divorce and an eye for an eye and all that kind of stuff. But every now and then, we get a glimpse of what seems to be a private conversation with Jesus and the main people following him in this new way of life, in this new way of approaching faith, what we now call Christianity, right? And so that's what we get to, to check out here. A little piece of that, of Jesus having a conversation with some of his disciples. And I want to read, uh, it's chapter 11, and it's verses 28 through 30. And you may have heard this before. Maybe you've seen it in a movie or Or something. I'm going to read out the New Living Translation, okay? So if you have a Bible at home or a Bible on your phone, you might be a different translation. That's okay. Let's look at this. Chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Remember I said that rest can be peace. That's what real rest is, is finding peace. Okay, let's keep going. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Now, there's so many times... There's so many times in the Bible, especially when I, when I look at, I don't know if you feel this way, and it's okay if you don't. When I look at some of the things that Jesus says, some of, the, some of the, the stories that Jesus tells, at least to me, in my opinion, I think it's a little bit funny that Jesus speaks in metaphors so much. I feel like sometimes I'm like, Jesus, would it kill you to give us a straight answer, a yes or a no? It's this or it's that. He's like, well, it's kind of like a yoke, you know? You ever seen an animal with a yoke that it carries and it's moving around a field? So because when it comes to a metaphor, I, I, I want to understand, what, what, what does he mean? What does he mean a yoke? I, I, I can get carrying a burden, right? I'm really, really good at carrying a burden. It's one of my superpowers. <laughs> What does he mean by yoke? Okay, so I, I, so I looked it up, and, you know, 
There's a, uh, uh, maybe, maybe you've heard like a, a, of oxen. Uh, you've heard the phrase beast of burden. You ever heard that phrase before? It's okay if you haven't. You just did. There's certain animals that you would put a yoke on their neck and they would carry, the, they would carry something, pull something. And what Jesus is referring to here is the way that life was led when it came to faith, when it came to God, when it came to connecting with God, Yahweh, God, the God we're talking about here, okay? When it came to connecting with God, it really relied upon your works, okay? What you did, how you acted, how you responded. It really depended on how good you were, on the sacrifices that you made according to the sins that you did. That, and those sins were created, or, 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 or message, you know, their message here in this book. And, and if, you, if you had those, if you committed those sins, then you had to do these sacrifices and you had all of these rules in place. And if you didn't follow the rules, things were going to go bad. And that is a heavy Burden. That is a heavy yoke to carry for us. And what Jesus says, if you come to me, I'm doing a new thing. I, 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 I got a new way. And if you let me carry your burden, then you can carry mine. And my burden is light. My yoke is easy because it doesn't depend on what you do. It doesn't depend on how good you are, whatever that even means. It doesn't depend on your list of sins and your list of sacrifices. Jesus says, if you come to me, it's gravy, it's easy, it's light. That is such encouraging news for those of us that feel heavy in our souls. Because if you're anything like me, if you're carrying heavy things in life, if you're carrying heavy burdens in life, that finds its way to your soul, even if it has nothing to do with your faith. Carrying heavy burdens in life will find its way down to your soul. And so if we can put our trust in what Jesus says, if we can put our trust in what Jesus has done, then maybe we can give ourselves permission to take off this burden that we carry let Jesus carry that burden for us, and then we get to have this light, easy, breezy carry. There's a few phrases I wrote down that I want to share with you when it comes to rest. I kind of shared this earlier, is that rest isn't just taking a break, right? It's finding peace. And as we go throughout this week, and maybe through the rest of this series, that's what I want for you. I want you to find rest. I want you to be able to find rest. I want you to be able to take breaks too. Not every break needs to be about, you know, you know, hiking to the middle of the woods and being quiet for two hours. Or I don't know, maybe that, that's what it needs to be for you. But I want you to be able to discover what rest means for you. Because let's say we can define it, and we all agreed, everyone agreed with me, no one disagreed because nobody said anything. <laughs> everyone in here agreed that rest is peace. No, not really. If rest is peace, then here's what I want you to do. I want you this week to define for you what is peace. Where do you find peace? Who is around you when you feel peace? What, what time of the day do you feel the most peaceful? 
And here's the thing is rest is not, rest isn't about the activity you choose. That's the next thing I wrote down for you here. Rest isn't about the activity you choose. It's not about the activity you choose to do. It's about the intention behind it. You see what I'm saying there? Because you can, you can sit on the couch and do nothing, and that can be restful. You can find peace in that. Sometimes you can sit on the couch and do nothing, and you don't find any peace in it at all. So it's not about the activity. Sometimes you can sit down and watch five episodes of The Office. Do people still watch The Office anymore? I don't know. Sometimes you can watch five episodes of The Office and laugh a bunch, and it really refuels you. You're like, man, I needed that. Or sometimes you can sit down and watch five episodes of The Office, and you feel like, oh, I really wasted that time. That was not good. I shouldn't have done that. And then you feel guilty for the rest of the day. Same activity, right? But the intention behind it is different. You can bring the intention of rest That's what I love about this empowered faith. You can bring the intention of rest to anything you do, but it will require intention. It's my opinion that you will never accidentally feel rested. It's my opinion that you will never accidentally find peace. I think I feel that way because there's there's so much going on in life. There's so, so much. Does anybody else feel that? There's so much. Stop. And that's what it's going to require. It's going to take us saying stop. It's going to require us being intentional with that break, with that rest, with that pause. So we can find peace. So we can walk around in peace for a little bit, get familiar with it so we know how to look for it next time. And each time we look for peace, it doesn't take as long because now we know what peace feels like. Now we know what peace looks like. And maybe we'll find that we find peace in different things that we didn't use to before and, and the things that we used to find peace in, we don't find peace in those anymore. That's okay. That's part of this journey, right? That's part of the growth. That's part of figuring out our faith, growing in our faith. Last thing I wrote down for you is this. Taking time to find peace is never time wasted. I have, uh, and maybe this is for me, maybe this isn't for anybody in here, but I feel like if I ever take time for myself, it is a waste of time. I genuinely feel, I genuinely feel that way, that if I take time to focus on me, what a waste of time when I could have been doing all of these hundred other things. But there's something about, there's something about finding peace. I'm not saying you're going to be a time traveler and you're going to get time back. But there's something about finding peace that just multiplies the perception of the time that you have. Do, Do you know what I mean by the perception of time? I hope you know what I mean by that. Our perception of time, and I'm not a scientist (laughs) yet. But there's something about peace 
There's something about finding rest in our soul, rest in who God is, rest in who God has said we are to him. There's something about finding that peace and letting it, letting it permeate every other area of our life, letting it find its way to our, our, our marriage, letting it find its way to our relationships, letting it find its way to our parenting. There's something about that peace that maybe changes the hurry that we're in. And now an hour in traffic isn't a waste of time. It's an opportunity to listen to that book that you have been wanting to get into. Right? That hour in traffic doesn't have to build your anxiety because you wish you were home already. It can give you time to maybe call a couple friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Now your time is multiplied because you're not missing out on anything. You got time to do these other things that are meaningful to you and that bring peace to you. That's what I mean by the perception. And I'm not just talking about the perception of time. I'm talking about the perception of faith. When we take time to find rest, when we take time to find peace, we experience more of God. We experience that connection. And over the next couple of weeks, what I want to do is explore that connection, that connection with God, that connection with what God has created and how rest can be one of the best things that we do for our faith. If you could close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to give you a challenge today. We don't always do a challenge, but I want to do one today. I want to challenge you to find what brings you peace this week. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to report it. It's just a challenge for you to find what brings you peace, to be intentional this week and find what brings you peace, what brings you rest. With everybody's eyes closed, if you're ready to take that challenge with me this week, put your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. Put it up real quick and then put it down. I love it. Let's pray. God, thank you for this opportunity that we have to do this together, to be in this together. I thank you that you showed us an example of rest and because of what you have done through Jesus, because of the work that you have done on our behalf, you invite us into rest. We don't need to earn it. We don't need to pay for it. We just need to step into it. So, God, I thank you for empowering us to rest, for empowering us to find peace. I pray that this week, no matter what what life puts in our way, that it wouldn't get in the way of us discovering what brings us peace. So we thank you for that today, God, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.